Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. We have started this show once before already, but we decided unanimously, uh, both Ian and I agreed, uh, (laughs) that the first one was terrible. Uh, Absolutely, we did not. I thought it was perfectly fine. It was exactly the sort of nonsense you'd expect from us. Yeah. Uh, And I don't think anyone would have been shocked or horrified by it. All right, we'll tell you what, what we'll do... For the extended put version the for end. patrons, we'll put the intro, the first intro, we'll put it at the end as a post-outro intro uh, that, <laughs> we, that we cut. And instead, you've got this intro, which is us talking about how bad the first intro was. And yeah, how which it will is, now be the outro. But it, I mean, it's absolutely the worst. This is worse than the first one because it refers to the one that we're not using. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, if this was a cake, I wouldn't be eating it. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we begin with some news? Because later on, we're going we're gonna to talk about some anniversaries. We're going to talk about violence in video games. We're going to talk about ITVX, which sounds like porn, but I'm led to believe isn't. Um, but first, I would like to start by talking about Leeds. That's right, Leeds, because a supermarket delivery robot is being rolled out up there. Several of them, actually. They're going to become more common um, because Leeds City Council has partnered with the cooperative which does everything from funerals to grocery stores here in Britain. Uh, It's partnered with Starship Technologies, which we've talked about on the podcast before, um, to offer a delivery of food via robot to about 20,000 residents in the Adel, Ardel. How do you pronounce that? Adel? Adel. I mean, is this this a river? There must be a river nearby or something. Well, it's one of the two areas and the Tinshell areas of Leeds. And just as a Heads up for overseas listeners or people who don't get out of the M25 very much. Leeds is a city in the north of England, uh, actually a massive hotbed for people and manufacturing uh, and most relevant to us, I suppose, businesses in the creative industries. I actually think Leeds gets overlooked a lot because I think second to London and Manchester, it's probably got some of the most interesting stuff going for it. Um, Leeds is all right. Yeah. Um, Anyway, the BBC said in its story, which we'll link to at UKTechShow.com, that the expansion to Yorkshire comes after these Starship robots uh, were introduced to other areas, including Milton Keynes. And I'm fairly sure that's where we've talked about them before. Um, And they are going to do a few very basic things. In, In short, if you want to order, let's say, some chocolate... Or maybe you're sitting on the toilet and have run out of toilet paper. Uh, You can go to Starship's app and you can order one from the co-op. And a little friendly robot will trundle its way instead of a human um, using his or her legs like pistons to drive a bicycle. uh, The the robot will simply manoeuvre its way to your house. You'll unlock it using the app. Presumably you'd have to get off the toilet to do that. But if there's no human there, what's the embarrassment and where's it coming from? Nowhere is where. Um, get your bog roll and uh, and and uh, well, you know, do 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 uh, bog roll things. Do bog roll things. I'm excited about this because I love the idea of being able to order something without feeling like I'm wasting somebody's time delivering it for me. You know, when you yeah, just that's true. Run out of something, you're like, really? I just don't feel like that person deserves to cycle. 
two miles to bring me a bottle of ketchup. It just feels like I should go without ketchup. Whereas if it's a robot and it's a little electric thing and co-ops making some more money, that, that feels quite good. Uh, do we know how far they can travel? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I like the idea of little robots tra- trundling around on the streets. Um, I don't besides know how... the inevitable problem of them being overturned by youths. Well, they're not going to go faster than four miles an hour. And the delivery is promised in sort of around half an hour, maybe 45 minutes. So we're not talking at those speeds and in that time frame, particularly great distances. Well, my no. nearest co-op is quite close. Um, and there are times <clears throat> when perhaps, say, the kids are here and I don't, and they don't want to go out and I don't want to go out, um, where it would be useful for me to be able to say, right, oh, we need some chicken for lunch. I'll get the delivery robot to come over. So that would be pretty good for me. I would it, like that. It'd be better if you could train the chicken to just walk to you. That would save everyone some faff. Yeah, but then I'd have to kill the chicken myself, and I'm not down for that. No. I'm, I'm able to eat meat because I can't, like, I'm able to pretend that it hasn't been chopped out of an animal. I read an interesting fact about this, um, uh, that Starship, the company that makes these robots, it plans to dress these robots as reindeer over the festive season in Leeds, which... Delightful. Isn't it, in a way, but also kind of humiliating for the robot? No, robots don't feel humiliation. At least I hope they don't. You know, I I don't know, I think... Hmm... I don't know. That said, we dress our dog as an elf, and he's sentient. So yes, may- exactly. Very, very sentient. Good. Now, Nick in our live chat says, "Can they do curbs, um, or do they get run over by drivers not expecting them? They do only drive on on pavements uh, or mm. sidewalks if you're in the US." Well, ha- okay. So how do, how does it get to me if um, if I'm on the other side of the road? Well, how uh, uh, don't know. Go to Leeds. Do I have to walk out with that with my trousers? around my ankles across the road well no you'd pull your trousers up but presumably if that were the case you'd also ask it to deliver you some fresh trousers (laughs) they don't do trousers in co-op don't they no it's not that sort of store well you're, you're you're stuffed then aren't you yeah sounds like it um 99p for delivery which is pretty good or at least they start from 99 pence well why 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 do i have to pay for a robot to deliver something well because someone's got to make this money right of course i'd forgotten about capitalism you know someone wants a return on this investment um yeah i I imagine i mean the um the the robot looks very delightful though i mean it does look beautiful it does and we'll we'll include there's two links that we um we have for this story one is leads live which i noticed that nick in our live chats just pasted a link to thank you nick Uh, one is on the bbc and we'll include the links to both at uktexture.com slash episodes go and find episode 293 or it'll be in your mp3 description of course Uh, what was interesting in one of the other stories i think it might have been the leads live one actually uh is that it said um that uh, four million deliveries have been completed safely since Starship robots were introduced. Now, I like the inclusion of the word safely. It comes across <laughs> as, as PR fluff that made it into a story. Um, but it also makes me immediately wonder how many were safely, if four million uh, were safely delivered, how many were safely not delivered or how many yes. were unsafely not delivered or how many were unsafely not delivered or, unsafely yeah. delivered you know how, how many turned up on fire yeah because <laughs> like leeds is in let's be honest leeds is in yorkshire 
I grew up in, I was born in, in Yorkshire. And I don't mind saying that when you're a northerner and you get cold and you're bored, you can't guarantee the safety of anything, let alone a little robot that might be carrying <laughs> beer to you. Um, so who knows? I'd love to I find think out. You're, I think you're massively doing a dirty on your countrymen. I mean, uh, we think we should be more respectful of Yorkshire and its folk. <laughs> um, and I ju- All I'm speaking the- about is my experience from childhood if you're bored and you're cold okay, you can't enough. rule anything out you can't rule anything out but seriously though boredom is definitely leeds, the great unraveler of society so definitely and if you're in leeds and you're able to try one of these out i would absolutely love you to let us know if you if if you can yes um, make a video send it us. make yeah make a video and bonus points if you manage to get one that's delivered in a reindeer costume because i'd love to know and even more bonus points if you shoot it horizontally not vertically yeah rudolph the red nose starship had a very shiny wi-fi antenna it's not got the same ring to it has it no no um but i'm genuinely really want a robot now to come and deliver me something i'll tell you what has got a great ring to it yes this jingle It's the 30th anniversary of something, Ian. Do you yeah, know go what? On. Go on. Have I do, because I've got the script in front of me. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's a text Is message. It? It's, ce- <laughs> no, <laughs> right. it's, it's celebrating its 30th birthday. Um, it is one person who's old enough to drink and a 12-year-old put together uh, years <laughs> old. The first text was You sent- could have just said three decades, man. I mean, you really could have done. I, I chose something else. Uh, the first text message was sent by a Vodafone engineer in Berkshire in the UK on the 3rd of yep. December 1992 good year for music that was 3rd of December um, I would have been getting excited about my birthday uh, and the text read oh, yeah. Merry Christmas which I thought was a little premature on the 3rd of December presumably uh, the person who sent it assumed it would take 22 days to deliver uh, like a letter I hope he would have more faith in his technology than that but anyway yeah, and uh, yeah, thank you, Rich and Russ, in the live chat. Incesticide by Nirvana came out that year. I also think the debut of Rage Against the Machine was 1992. Uh, and uh, Metallica's Black Album, I think that was 92. That might be 91. That's by the by. Uh, back, to the, back to the anniversary. Um, the recipient was Vodafone boss uh, Richard Jarvis. Now, he had an Orbitel 901 phone that weighs as much as two bags of sugar. Uh, he didn't reply. What? Yeah, it weighed over two How kilograms. How rude. No, no, not that. He didn't reply. Yeah. He ghosted. Well, I, it was the first ghosting. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah, very good. Apparently, he was at a Christmas <laughs> now party as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, really? So that's the first ghosting. The first text was also the first ghosting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, I've got a little quiz, though, about text messages. Would you like a quiz about text messages? Sure would. Good. Okay. According to Statista, and I may or may not have ripped these questions directly from the BBC story, BBC story written by okay. Zoe Kleinman, which we'll link to in the show notes. Thank you, Zoe. Uh, according to Statista, how many SMS messages were sent in the UK in 2021? Um, 250 not... billion. 250 billion? Yep. Last year? Yep. 40 billion. Hmm, okay. 
And let's not forget, probably half of those were two-factor authentication. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, smishing. Yeah. The NHS Your uses them a here. Lot. Yeah. yeah. A quarter. That Mike in live chat asks a very good question. How many were sent by real people? Don't know. But that would be probably excellent. Ten. I mean, no one's using yeah. SMSs anymore, are they? So... Two-factor authentication, spam people who want you to add them on WhatsApp so they can steal all your money. We've talked yep. about that as well. Okay. According to Statista, how yeah. many SMS messages were sent in 2012? So that's 10 years ago. And as a okay. reminder, as a reminder, there were 40 billion sent last year. We think most of them were either spam or 2FA. 65 billion. 100 and 50 billion SMS messages. Wow, so I was closer with my first answer to the first question to the second question. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. You were. Okay. But, and here's the here's the real killer. The third and final question, question the third, question three, here it comes. How many WhatsApp messages are sent worldwide every day now, uh, every it, year? It, 50 billion? 100 billion a day. Wow. That is insane. A hundred um, billion messages a day. I mean, to be fair, most of those are people who write messages in multiple messages when they could have written it in one message. Yeah, so I'm just going to add up these scores. Uh, you didn't get the first one. You didn't get the second one. You didn't get the third one. Okay, all right. Well, so you don't win anything. Well, I wouldn't have won anything even if I got them all right. The incentives to me on this are, you know, on the floor, mate. Yeah. Uh, so really, you can't be SMS, surprised. Mate? Any fond memories of SMS? Uh, I've probably told this story on the podcast before, but my first phone could receive text messages but not send them. Maybe that's what uh, Vodafone boss Richard Jarvis had. He had the ah. same problem, couldn't send a text message. Yeah, the early Motorola, my first um, phone, which was a 7500 International, could not send but it could receive. Interesting. I yes. actually I remember texting um a girl a teenage girl uh, I should point out when I was a teenager uh, back in the day uh, in America and she told me that she was charged for receiving texts. Yes, I think that's a thing, an American thing, which I found to be really quite well, it made me very self-conscious about texting her at the time. I mean, it made me self-conscious because well, it, <laughs> it cost a lot to text her too, but then it was like is is this going to charge her like it was it was a horrible thing to consider it um yes it was uh, they used to have i mean i don't know if it's a thing anymore but yes you used to pay for incoming calls as well but the reason for that was that the the costs were the same as any number so basically the receiver picks up the additional mobile charge and the person calling just is in charge of a, a normal phone call because they didn't segregate mobile calls like we did in the uk so when you were in the UK, if you were on a landline, you'd go, oh, that's a mobile number. That's going to be more expensive to call. So mm. you might not do it. But in America, they didn't, they didn't do that. They just, had, they just assigned them all the same group of numbers. So you couldn't tell. So that was why the receiver ended up picking up the tab for the extra. What an incredible unscripted fact. I know, it's that's good, a, isn't it? That's a great fact. Probably great wrong fact. or something. I'm sure we'll hear from our listeners if I am, in fact, wrong. But yeah. Well, That's don't send us a text because um, what's the point? No one does do that send anymore. Us an e- do send us an email, hello at uktechshow.com. What's your favourite, favourite memory of SMS? Um, send us them in. Send them to us. Send them in to us. 
just send us an email. Um, in the live chat, a couple of things have popped up. Mike says his first mobile could only store 10 messages. Can you imagine that? I can't. I don't have to imagine it. I was there. It's like he's a cave person. <clears throat> uh, I, I don't remember what my storage was. I think it was a bit better than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was certainly limited. And if you wanted them on your SIM card, yeah, the, the storage space on SIMs was very small. And we're only talking about short messages. I mean, what what's the character limit for an SMS? It was 160 characters. Right, yes, because that's the whole Twitter thing, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, we're not talking about very much data at all, really. And there were no photos or anything in those days. So, no. yeah. Awful. Awful days. Horrible horrible uh, and nick relevant to the last story about uh, starship uh, he did some googling a starship delivery robot can indeed handle curbs itvx nate it's Yay. launched um good it, good. it sounds uh, like a spaceship a- doesn't it <clears throat> It does sound a bit like a spaceship. Um, still uses the same idiotic, cartoonish font that ITV insists on that I despise. I remember the the days of the good ITV logo <clears throat> back in the 90s when it had that blue triangle in the V with three little light, white lines in it. That was a good logo, man. And now it's mm. just a sort of all lowercase looks like it's joined up writing which everyone hates and no one can read and yeah it's ugly anyway um that aside they have launched itvx a a shocking name change that somehow avoids using a plus depending on your view of an x as a sort of rotated plus um but the new service launches with nine thousand hours of shows and movies the Mm. original itv hub nate started in the 2008 um, and used Microsoft's now defunct Silverlight to deliver on-demand video to viewers whilst others were using uh, flash video and other awful technologies. Um, It was however terrible and it remained terrible right up until last month's launch of the upgraded service. Back in 2014 ITV Hub created a scandal uh, or ITV Player, I think it was called then, when the whole service went down during the first match of that year's World Cup. You can imagine <gasps> what those football fans were saying on Twitter. Oh, they'd um, be saying awful things, Ian. Awful they would be things. saying awful things. The um, things very, very say. angry. Yes. Goodness me. Uh, <laughs> the ITVX uh, didn't exactly launch without problems either. Uh, emails confirming sign-up were very badly delayed in a way that you wouldn't expect modern service to experience. Uh, and there are a litany of devices like older Freeview and FreeSat boxes, uh, which just simply won't support the new service, including a bunch of older smart TVs. Um, if you're interested, cordbusters.co.uk uh, has a list of the affected models. So you'll be able to check to see if yours is uh, affected or if you'll be needing to invest. Anyway, uh, the good news is that the quality seems to be massively improved. There's no 4K yet, uh, but 1080p video is on offer and it looks pretty good. I checked out some Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, and it was sharp and tasty. Uh, it might even be slightly better than iPlayer's regular HD content uh, to my 
ancient and jaded eyes. Uh, I also checked out Live HD. It was unfortunately football because that was what was on at the time. And after a brief buffering period where it showed me a quite low quality stream, it picked up and uh, and looked really good. So ITV's definitely made advances here. One <clears throat> major change, though, is the subscription model. So ITV's always allowed you to pay a little bit extra. Uh, I believe it's five ninety nine a month, and you can get rid of ads on on-demand content. Uh, but now it comes bundled with BritBox, so it's the same price. So if you, you if you were able, and I'll get to this in a minute, but um, basically for for that price, you remove adverts from on demand ITV, and you get access to uh, the popular shows on BritBox, like Doctor Who and The Thick of It, uh, both BBC shows. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything on <laughs> ITV I wanted to watch. <laughs> um, BritBox is um, ITV majority itv product anyway uh it it sounds like the standard uh britbox service won't be around for much longer it will just simply be itvx the bbc was always a minor shareholder only owning 10 percent of the service with itv holding the other 90 percent. but the bbc has apparently sold its share to itv to facilitate the move and uh you know the new layout of the platform uh corded busters uk says that britbox has 733,000 subscribers and made a loss in 2021 of 61 million <laughs> itv will also end britbox originals so it will more likely be a home for itv originals maybe some stuff that will debut on britbox and then turn up on itv later but I it see. is a major shift for the platform Nick in our live chat asks exactly the same question I wanted to ask, which is how the hell do you launch a product like this and not offer 4K out of the gate? Good question. I mean, bearing in mind that 4K is fairly limited on BBC as well. Like, it's definitely there for shows that are made in the format, but it is uh, it is still not common. Um, True, but the it's BBC expensive, it I guess. The BBC doesn't cost us any extra to use iPlayer, and I've always sort of forgiven some of its shortcomings because of its other many Well, it's an incredibly popular service as well. I mean, obviously, yeah. bearing in mind the amount of people watching stuff on iPlayer is just phenomenal. Exactly, um, but you're charging out of the gate for this, and I feel yes. to not well, watch Well, not necessarily. Is, is, I mean, it's, it's, it's free for people who are prepared to put up with ads. And I will say this as well. For at, the, at least at the moment, the advertising is very moderate. So, for example, I got a pre-roll, a couple of pre-roll ads on uh, Terminator, but no mid-roll. Now, I'm not saying that will last forever. It might just be that they're easing people into the service. But I thought that was pretty good, bearing in mind on a 40-minute American show on Amazon's Freevee, I'm suffering through four or five ad breaks, each of which between... 20 and sort of a minute and a half seconds long four That's, or five yeah. ad breaks i'd be throwing yeah. my tv through the bloody wall if i had to put it with four but or it's five only because breaks. i really like person of interest that i'm tolerating it <clears throat> but um yeah it's 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 annoying and there's no way to block ads on freebie either because they come from the same server as the content uh, itv uh. <laughs> has uh, not made that uh, decision so blocking ads on it is ludicrously straightforward but um yeah so um it's uh what why no 4k i'm sure it will be along eventually but i do sort of get why you wouldn't want to launch the platform with 4k because you need to sort of work out what the demand is going to be how mm -hmm. how everything's coping with what you're doing so i think it'll be along later um and that's a good price also I mean, basically a five or a month for all that stuff plus what was on BritBox. yeah or without. you can pay for 12 months and it's it's 60 quid so it's it's six quid for per month or 60 yeah. quid for all of BritBox and no ads on on demand. Obviously, you'll still see live TV ads because there's no way to remove them. 
That's a good price. That's a good uh, price. It's not bad. Uh, to be yeah. fair, it isn't bad. I mean, it's more money than I want to spend. But it's if you wanted access to that library, and bearing in mind all of Doctor Who is on there, like all of the original classic Doctor Who. So if you were a Whovian, it would be a no-brainer, mm. I suspect. What about old um, things like um, like some of the reality stuff in the soaps? Uh, yeah, Coronation I, I Street, don't, for instance. Uh, well, that, I imagine, is on there. I don't know whether I've got all of Coronation Street. I, I actually, because I've never had BritBox, and it's impossible to see without subscribing to it what it has, I think they might have some highlights on there. So, you know, big storylines and stuff like that. But I don't think they've got everything. Because, you know, mm. Freevee is bringing back Neighbours. So Neighbours was cancelled by F- Channel 5 uh, this year and it aired its last episode um, a couple of months ago when it's been announced that Amazon's Freevee is, has picked it up and will put all of the episodes on the service as well as commissioning new a new run. I... I could pinpoint the day that I lost interest in Neighbours, and it was coincidentally the day that Hannah left. Um, no, it wasn't. Who was who was the one that I I, I really liked? She went on to do other things. Um, oh, what's her name? What's uh, the name of the family that was in Neighbours? One of them, the one whose husband I think came back from the dead. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> the the um. We shouldn't talk about things we don't know about, really. It's it makes it very difficult. Um, I'm trying to remember what's the name, the one who was instrumental in my youth, but I can't remember her name. Phoebe, now, which is disappointing. No, I never liked Phoebe. I had a poster of Phoebe on my wall. Oh, Libby, uh, is it no, Libby? No, Libby. It wasn't. No, no, I, it wasn't Libby for me. Oh. This is um, tangential. The fact is, uh, ITV... Well, you know Margot Robbie was in Neighbours as well, right? No. Yeah. Really? Uh, Loads of of huge names in in Neighbours. I mean, Natalie Ambrulia. Right. Delta Goodrum. This feels like a conversation for a not-tech podcast. Um, ITVX does sound interesting, though. If it brings back all the old back catalogue of Neighbours... I think that would be quite compelling. Well, I mean... And all the back catalog yeah. of any of the soaps. I mean, being able to say, oh, I'm going to watch an episode of... A random episode of Coronation Street from 1985. That sounds quite fun. Sounds quite Hold fun. Hold on a minute. That's incredible. Anyway, so I'm still looking at uh, people who used to be neighbours. It's incredible. Mm, I'm sure. It was Brooke Satchwell who I like. Anne Wilkinson. No, you're right. It was... I Was that who you said? I said Hannah. Hannah something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hannah um, and Holly uh, Holly Valance was in it, and uh, yeah, I mean, she's um, brill. Anyway, who's Holly Valance? I recognise the name. She's married to that guy that owns that uh, Nick something or other owns that building in London, One Hyde Park. You know, it's, uh, I couldn't very be less interested in this if I tried. I've been in it. I bet him. I've oh. met Mister Holly Valance. We went for okay. dinner. Anyway. I, I had I had dinner with one of the S Club juniors once. Again, did you? When when she was older, yeah. <laughs> a story story for another day. Um, right, if you are subscribing to ITVX, I'm very interested in your opinions. I haven't subscribed to it yet, but I am tempted now. I have to say because that is a good. I imagine there's a trial offer, isn't there? Is there a trial? A trial. Period? Yeah, you can have a month. I think, or maybe it's a week. Actually, I think mm, it might be seven enough. days. Hold on, that's enough. Start to, free to, trial, seven day trial. 
Not bad. Okay, I'll give it a trial and then we'll talk about it next week. Um, but if you've got any opinions in the meantime, you know what to do. Hello at uktechshow.com. I'm going to thank patrons for supporting us directly. Here are some names I would like to thank. Che Bennett, Daniel Nass, David Owen, Dan Hunt, just a few of the great people who have popped up in our Patreon column this uh, this month. Um, you can join them and get the full version of Text Message ad-free. Listen live like all these wonderful people are doing right now, chatting to us as we record. Get Extra Message, our sister show, or get the entire back catalogue of our unedited recordings uh that's quite a perk i'm led to believe uh patreon.com forward slash uk tech that's where you can go and get those uh if you're one of those people you're going to hear this week's next discussion story all about violence uh, but specifically violence in video games because i've read some interesting things about it recently here we go We had a nice email come in directed towards you, Ian, really. I'm going to read it out. Um, It came in from Mark. Uh, Mark says, a long-time listener and patron here, love the show. Uh, Ian asked on episode uh, 292 about anyone driving a non... What does UPES stand for? uh, ULES. It's a typo. Oh, I see. Ultra-low emission. Ultra-low emission zone, yeah. Anyone driving a non-ultra-low emission zone compliant car, uh, given his V8 Jag is ULES compliant. And unfortunately, I am one such person and live uh, just within the ULES zone in North London. I have a 2010 BMW X1, not particularly big car, which I bought secondhand two years ago, but it's diesel. Uh, back when we were told they weren't all that bad. And from what I understand, most pre-2016 diesels are non-compliant. Why don't I change it? I don't drive that much. And having done the maths, because I'm that kind of person, the incremental CO2 from driving it, based on my mileage over and above driving an EV over three years, equates to the incremental CO2 for producing an EV. So it feels to me like keeping a functioning car running rather than replacing it with a new vehicle feels like a better environmental choice uh he says uh, i do plan to replace it with an ev when it breaks down how can that be cost effective mark asks well i don't drive that much the main local route i drive on happens not to have an anpr camera is that a speed camera or oh no it's one of the uh, no it's uh, it recognizes your number plate and then um you have to either pay the ulez uh, or you get fined basically oh right okay well he says if basically any of the above considerations change materially or if i qualify for the uh, scrap page schemes uh, i'd replace it with an ev um but the current rule feels a bit too crude to make it make sense um yeah he asks if he overthought it what's your sense in as a driver of no 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 not at all i don't i don't i think that's actually brilliant i think um the, the 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 thought that went into that is actually really good because yes you know the cost of i've always argued this to some extent the cost of building a new car is considerable to the environment there's no getting away from that and building an ev possibly worse than a petrol car you know in terms of the materials used so you do have to be pretty sure that you're going to get a lot of use out of it and if you know if you're driving 20 30,000 miles a year then buying an ev makes 100% sense i'm sure of it because you know certainly there are power providers in the uk where you can opt to use only uh, green energy uh, bulb is one of them I mean they've now been sold to octopus but uh, yeah you, you can certainly make a, a determination based on that 
Um, and I, I think it's it's really smart to do that. And yeah, I, I'm a big fan of not taking cars that off the road because, you know, that they're running functioning cars and it's a terrible shame to trash something. And when you have a scrappage scheme, the law is that you have to destroy the car. It can't ever be resold. And I have real problems with that because there are some really nice old cars that are simply, you know, down to their last few models because most of them have been scrapped. The BMW E30 being a good example, my favourite shape of BMW ever. Well, thanks, Mark, for the thought-provoking email. Uh, Other emails welcome, of course. Uh, Hello at UKTechShow.com. Or if you want to hear about what's been happening in the wider world of tech, we've got a solution for that too. It's called Tom Merritt and listening to him uh, like this. Hello again, friends. This week on Daily Tech News Show, I gave the overview on what you need to know about streaming services, aka cutting the cord, including an explanation of why those shows move around between the services. We also try to decide if we can trust Anchor's Eufy cameras after they responded fairly poorly to a security flaw. Big Jim helps us understand why solar panels are piling up in U.S. ports and causing a shortage. Nicole Lee gave us a smart home gift idea run down great for people of all levels of tech savviness and Bodie Grimm explained the challenges first responders face with electric vehicles turns out there's fewer than you might have thought all that and much more at dailytechnewsshow.com I like the name Big Jim there was a hairdresser <laughs> I used to go to in uh, I think it was in uh, Beckenham called Big Jim's Trims ah that's brilliant love it yeah thank you Tom good to have you back hope you had a good day giving thanks and doing that stuff <laughs> i don't know what thanksgiving so really slick. involves so slick uh, yeah other than <clears throat> other than turkeys um so thanks everybody for listening and if you want to send us a message do please send them to us hello at ukitechshow.com better still even is uh, go and leave us a review please on apple podcasts or spotify give us a star you know the score and i'm gonna once again give ian the last word um yeah thanks Absolutely appalling. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.